Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about caffeine. March is Caffeine Awareness Month, so I thought it would be a great time to open up the caffeine subject. So March being Caffeine Awareness Month, it's a good time for us to all take a moment and look at caffeine and our own lives and how that might be playing into your anxiety or your stress or any of these symptoms that caffeine can actually you know, exacerbate. So let's get looking at that. One of the first things we want to do is to realize that caffeine is a drug. It's, you know, nicotine's drug, caffeine's drug. Some of these things are widely used and, but we need to understand them for what they are. Caffeine's a psychoactive drug that can cause or exacerbate, like I said, anxiety and other stress-related signs and symptoms. And if you have anxiety, you're all too familiar with those signs and symptoms. So we don't want to be adding to our already sensitized nervous system. Today I'm listing the downside of caffeine and later in the month I want to take a look at some awesome substitutes that I'm really looking forward to you uh, considering in place of your caffeinated drink that you might be having. Many people don't want to give up caffeine, and I totally understand that. I love my coffee. I am a coffee drinker. I do enjoy tea also, but I understand, and I have a complete awareness of what it's like to give up something that's routine and part of your everyday experience. But that's where substitution comes in and where that can really play a part. Like I said, we'll get into that later in the month. Right now, today, I want to talk about the downside of caffeine for people with anxiety. Caffeine is uh, fine in many instances and used in uh, wisely. It can actually be a wonderful thing, but We often have a little bit too much or we're getting it in places we don't even know we're getting it. And that's where we can get into some trouble. So let's start taking a good look at it. Caffeine, what it is, is caffeine is the world's favorite mood-altering drug. And if we can see that and understand that, it's that's good. We're paying attention and we're using it with full eyes open. And some of the places that we can find it, obviously tea, coffee, energy drinks, and we want to remember that lots of different sodas have caffeine in them, in it. And um, it can be a soda that you may not have expected it in, so you want to check the label. Caffeine, especially in people who are sensitive to it, can significantly contribute to anxiety and, like I said earlier, the symptoms. And that includes, if you have any of these and you're anxious, you really want to pay attention to maybe letting your caffeine go for a while. Insomnia, irritability, racing heart, heart palpitations, irregular heartbeat, full-blown panic attacks, 
And these are all things that we've talked about many different times in many different ways. And often we're trying to add something to help us get beyond those things when what we really need to be doing or looking at is letting go of something. So I have a couple of points here that I really want to make. Number one, caffeine increases your stress hormones. That's the big takeaway here. Most people with anxiety would agree that they have, you already have too much stress in your life. And caffeine adds to your nervous system and your body just like stress does, but you're putting it in on purpose. Caffeine acts like stress by increasing your heart rate, your blood pressure, and and the outflow of stress hormones. So caffeine consumption can more than double uh, your blood stress levels of stress hormones of cortisol and so forth. So you really want to want to look at this. Uh, I know there are people in our Facebook group who once they gave up their caffeine, they, you know, they made a, a better turnaround. It made a difference. And I get it if you don't want to let go of it, but I do ask you to maybe experiment with it. Just see how it might work for you. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Number two, caffeine affects the neurotransmitter balance. Now, this is um, not going to get into great detail here, but caffeine achieves a lot of its effect by blocking particular activity in our uh, neurotransmitters. And those are the neurotransmitters that make us tired and sleepy. So by increasing the chemicals of dopamine, acetylcholine, caffeine gives us a feeling that we want, you know, that upbeat, we're motivated, productive, and we feel like we have a little bit more brain power. And that is the good side of caffeine, right? It does increase motivation, productivity, and makes us feel like we've got more brain power. But if you have anxiety, there's a downside to that because that same caffeine, the neurotransmitter that it inhibits is the calming neurotransmitter. That's the GABA, G-A-B-A. And 
you know, we talked about this before in other podcasts. Actually, listen to episode 170 for more on this, more than neurotransmitter conversation. But the GABA is a the brake pedal neurotransmitter. It's essential for feeling happy and relaxed. And low GABA is associated with anxiety, panic attacks. So we want to be really careful that we're not stopping the GABA. So, and with caffeine inhibiting GABA, well, that's bound to happen. Believe me, if you have anxiety, panic, you want more of the GABA. So like I said, listen to episode 170 for more information on the neurotransmitters. Um, caffeine causes uh, sleep problems. This is number three. Caffeine causes sleep problems. And one of the most common effects, uh, both in anxiety and uh, people who drink too much caffeine is insomnia. And many people talk to me about it. They come to me for one-on-one sessions or join the group and they're not sleeping or they're not sleeping well, can't fall asleep. So again, if insomnia is one of your issues, you want to look to where your caffeine is in your life and you may want to dig a little bit deeper. Caffeine decreases sleep Interestingly, it decreases sleep in the later stages of sleep, um, which is where we get our deep restorative rest from our sleep. So even if you are falling asleep, if you've had too much caffeine, but it wasn't enough to keep you awake and not fall asleep, or you're just exhausted enough that you're falling asleep, it still may be interrupting that deep restorative sleep that happens in the later stages. So again, it's not something that might be very obvious to you, but that deep sleep and getting enough of it is one of the best things that we can do for our brain health and our mental well-being. And you guys know that from personal experience, because if you're not sleeping, you know your mental health suffers, and you know that your your whole life suffers because you just don't feel on top of your game. So again, sleep problems, you've got any of them, I would be looking to caffeine, letting go of caffeine as being your your uh, answer. Number four, caffeine can make your blood sugar crazy or unpredictable. So that can be causing, caffeine may be causing reactive hypoglycemia. Hypoglycemia occurs when your blood sugar drops too low and it makes you feel jittery, sweating, you know your heart starts to pound, you're grumpy, actually hangry. I love that because you do get really hungry when that happens too. Hungry and angry. You're confused and you could be feeling like you were having an anxiety attack. And often this is an interesting place that we start our coaching at is splitting this apart. What part is physical and what part is from thinking? So if you are taking caffeine and you're having um, anxiety attacks or low blood sugar attacks, having reactive hypoglycemia, please look into letting the caffeine go. The next one I have here is number five, and that is that caffeine can increase anxiety when taken with certain medications. 
So if you're someone who is using medications, you want to remember that caffeine itself is a psychoactive drug. It is playing a very important part in our brain chemistry. Like I said earlier with the neurotransmitters, it blocks GABA. And that's what we know. Like there's other stuff going on. And so you want to be sure that what medications you're on, what drugs you're using, it may not mix well with those. So this is something you're going to have to look into. I understand that there, I think it's uh, drugs.com lists 84 different medications that should not be taken along with caffeine. So that might be a good place for you to start. Another place would be to ask your physician, your prescribing physician, or your pharmacist who can be very helpful in helping you sort this out. Sometimes caffeine enhances the effect of these drugs that you're taking. And um, actually, that's why they add it to like over-the-counter painkillers. Did you ever notice that when you buy? Um, I think uh, I'm remembering because I don't purchase these things, but I remember things like maybe it was Excedrin or some of these other types of over-the-counter painkillers. They have large amounts of caffeine in them, and that's because the caffeine enhances the effect of the painkiller. So in some ways, it could be also enhancing the effects of the medication or drugs that you are taking. And other times, caffeine can undermine the effectiveness of medications. And some of those medications um, are anti-anxiety medications, sleeping pills, lithium, um, and those are in that category. Again, if you want to know more about that because you're on a drug or a number of medications or drugs, you want to go to this drugs.com and list, look at the list. And like I said, when I looked, there were 84, 85 different medications that should not be taken along with caffeine. You want to check that out. Uh, pharmacist Susie Cohen had some alarming interactions that she writes about between caffeine and prescription drugs and her book. And I will put her book in the show notes. Um, it's called Drug Muggers, which medications are robbing your body of essential nutrients and natural ways to restore them. So that book, a uh, link to that book from by Susie Cohen will be in the show notes. But she says that um, there are alarming interactions that, that can come between caffeine and prescription drugs. So you want to really take this caffeine drug seriously. Caffeine can cause, um, you know, we can look how powerful it is. Like anybody here who's used it knows caffeine or used too much of it, right? We love the brain enhancing feeling of it when we use just the right amount. But caffeine's one of those funny things. It seems like it's really easy to hit the tipping point. And once you're gone with it, you just got to ride it out. You have to wait. And some of the things it can cause are tremors, panic attacks, insomnia, like I said, and all of those can happen when they're taken with antidepressants that are SSRIs. So if you're using an SSRI, the last thing you want to be doing is using caffeine also because it can cause more uh, of that panic feeling. And that's exactly why you're taking your uh, prescribed drug to begin with. 
And number six, caffeine is linked to mental disorders. I don't want to spend too much time here because I think the DSM has split hairs to the point where the list of mental disorders in that handbook is a little bit uh, ridiculously long. But it's been recognized for decades that the symptoms of too much caffeine are very similar to those of many psychiatric disorders. Okay. So that's where, again, even just we talked about the blood sugar alone, that's a, you know, it's hard to tease these things out. And some psychiatrists, this is promising, some psychiatrists recommend that routine psychiatric assessments should include examining caffeine consumption of the patient, since removing caffeine can be more beneficial than adding an anti-anxiety drug. That's really good news. I mean, some of us have been talking about this for, for decades, but you know, if the if they're coming around and they're seeing that maybe taking something out is the answer versus pushing something in, yeah, that's a that's really good news. Okay, number seven, it's easy to over overconsume caffeine. I mentioned that earlier. You um, expect to find it in coffee, tea, chocolate, and various different kinds of sodas, but it's also hidden. Like I said, it's in those over-the-counter painkillers. It's in a lot of prescription drugs, energy drinks. I've been told it's even in vitamin waters. I haven't checked that out yet, but I want to look. And even in vitamin and mineral herbal supplements. So you have to check the labels. I've been reading those labels for decades, and it can be very surprising where the caffeine is, even in those natural supplements. So, uh, cause caffeine is not unnatural, right? So you, but if you are sensitive to it, you don't want it added into anything you're taking. Number eight, caffeine robs us of essential nutrients in our brain. Caffeine excretes nutrients from our body, and some of these nutrients that it pulls out are particularly important for our brain health and our mood. And as we know, caffeine depletes magnesium, and that's something we talk about a lot here. Magnesium is a mineral that has profound effects on your your physical well-being, but your and your mental well-being. And we've talked about it many times here before. And if you want more information on the magnesium piece, please listen to Carolyn Dean's podcast, which was uh, episode number 182. And we have noted before that magnesium deficiency has been linked to um, anxiety, ADHD, aggression, bipolar disorder, panic attacks, and schizophrenia. I know there are studies where they took schizophrenic patients off of caffeine in the hospitals, and um, the results were actually quite profound. Caffeine also takes down our B-complex vitamins. And what do we call B-complex? We call it the anti-stress vitamin. So if you're taking enough caffeine, it could be depleting your B vitamins. And anxiety is a common sign of uh, having a B vitamin deficiency, right? I mean, this is not news. Number nine, caffeine might make your brain supplements useless. So here, pay attention. You know, a lot of us are using supplements for our brain and we are trying to keep the blood flow and everything going. At least those of us who are older have thought about these things. But 
When you are anxious, the blood flow to your brain is reduced and caffeine reduces it further. So between anxiety and caffeine, you're really shutting down the vital juice to the brain, the blood flow. So letting go of your caffeine can be the equivalent of taking a brain supplement. So save some money, just let go of the caffeine. And caffeine withdrawal, this is important, number 10, caffeine withdrawal um, can cause anxiety. So, you know, if you got anxiety, caffeine has you trapped for the short term. It's got you coming and going because not only does it make you feel anxious when you drink it, but it makes you feel anxious when you try to quit it. And again, this is a conversation that we could have in the Facebook group if you're willing to talk about it. As you go off it, we would love to hear your your journey. And withdrawal symptoms of going off of caffeine, again, are anxiety, brain fog, depression, irritability, fatigue, insomnia, muscle aches, and nausea. So that's not a good feeling, but don't confuse it. Just know if you're going off your caffeine that you're not going to feel well for a while. Um, and for, you know, fortunately the worst of the caffeine withdrawal usually lasts only a couple of days and you can greatly with reduce the withdrawal by titrating off the stuff slowly. I always suggest cutting your regular brew or your drinks down in with half or going into half of your, if it was soda, you can't really cut it down unless you can find a caffeine free one that you can add to it, but cut it down in half or cut your coffee half regular, half decaf for a week, and then cut it in half again for another week, and then let it go. And the withdrawal should be a lot more mild, if at all. I hope this has been helpful. And I know, I know because I enjoy caffeine too. I like coffee and tea. Yet I I knew I had to give it up back when my anxiety was kicked up and I really was suffering with anxiety panic. And I knew I had to let it go even though I enjoyed it. So remember, when your mind and body are well cleared of your anxiety panic and you have, you know, healed and calmed your nervous system again and you've rejuvenated for a good amount of time, you may be able to enjoy your caffeinated drink again like I do. But as always, let your mind and body be the guide. And now for today's quote. Kindness and awareness work together. Through awareness, we understand the underlying beauty of everything and every being. That's from Amit Ray. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.